Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sam of the Useless Podcast with Richard Wigan. I am Richard Wigan, and yes, it's true, we are still working on that theme song. Near the end of the last show, I briefly wanted to talk about and lead up to what today's show is going to be about, where I mentioned two lawsuits, two very interesting lawsuits. One is kind of set into more common sense rules, and then the other is very, very technical. Lawsuits tend to be technical sometimes. Sometimes they are ridiculous, and I do love the ridiculous because when we break it down, I mean, we've, we've talked about many lawsuits on this show, Pop-Tart situation. People just don't know, I don't know what they expect from certain things in life, and because of lawsuits, it just opened up the floodgates to, hey, I can sue for that, right? Then there's such thing as a frivolous lawsuit, and that's what a lot of these are. But the two today, one sounds frivolous, but like I said, the other one's too technical. But before we get into that, uh, something's also in the news that also has to do with rights management in a way. I saw this a few weeks ago of Seth Green. He bought an ape, one of those bored apes, NFTs. They get really expensive, like they... When, the, when this thing first started, people really got into them, spent a lot of money in it. And now, because of cryptocurrencies going down, all these NFTs aren't as worth as much as they used to be. But I, I, it's like every time I learn about NFTs and I think I understand it, something comes along and just completely blows me away and basically resets me to square one. But Seth Green, established actor, you know, known for Austin Powers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He also gets into, you know, the tech world. I remember at the time when Google Plus was a thing, he didn't really get into it, but he was invited to Google Plus and he reserved his name. So you do have actors and entertainers out there that do kind of keep up with the times. He's one of those, especially doing a show called Robot Chicken, which tries his best to stay relevant, making fun of the latest movies out there. He's into animation, all this stuff. So the NFT thing comes along, and it sounds like exactly what would be right up his alley. So he buys this ape, one of the bored apes, and for whatever reason, because of the way he got linked to the blockchain, which I thought I knew what that was, I thought rights were more... I, I don't know. It, it gets really technical, but I thought I understood it that if I made an NFT and I put it on the blockchain, everyone would know that I was the owner. And then if, if everybody else would put money into it, they get copies of what I have created. Somehow, because this also happens too, you have hackers that steal these NFTs. I do a show on NFTs sometimes because I've been debating whether or not I was actually going to officially make one. Now my project might go into the op opposite direction of that. Kind of be like anti-NFT, but still explaining what an NFT is, and, I mean, anyways. So Seth Green had this show, I guess, that he was doing with this ape that he bought, and it's like a, not stop motion, it is 2D animation, like these memes and these avatar-type characters walking around in a bar or something. 
and like a human uh, actor with a ape superimposed on the head, and it moves around in real time. You know, everybody knows how to do that these days with AR filters. But that's how that show would work. But the technical thing was somebody stole that ape, and because they used the word stole, it wasn't that they bought it and they now own it. It was like they stole it and they now own it. There is no, you know, NFTs are a tricky, tricky business anyways. I doubt you're going to get your police to show up and say, okay, uh, what did they take? Well, they took my NFT collection. Can you please explain that further? Do you have four hours? So he has this ape stolen from him that he owned. It's like an ape number, I don't know. Because there's a lot of apes out there. But the general thing and what I wanted to say, he, he's, he has it back, and he had to pay $200,000 to get this thing back. Yeah. So if you got Seth Green money, you know, you're, you're not hurting. But part of cryptocurrency has gotten a lot of flack since last October when Matt Damon endorses crypto. All these actors and people are endorsing crypto. And it's not a very stable business right now or a stable investment for a lot of people. You'll lose a lot of money fast. You, as much more money you put into it, it's kind of like scratching off lottery tickets. You'll, you'll lose about as much money as you're putting into it. So if you put like $200,000 in it for the average person, you probably have like in your hundreds today, something like that. I don't know. But that's that, you know, rights management, what belongs to somebody. And these lawsuits, very interesting. The first one is Top Gun. Paramount Plus is getting sued by these people who wrote an article on Top Gun. So the movie was actually based off this article, the original movie from 1986. Shosh and Yuval Yone. They are the widow and son of Ehud Yone. And they exercised their right to recover a copyright to their story in 2018. And that took effect in 2020. And they're acting like Paramount didn't require re-require the, the rights to, to do Top Gun Maverick. So this is actually more complicated than I thought it was. But it kind of still kind of screws up what I thought. It says, on January 24th, 2020, the copyright to the story thus referred to the Yones under the Copyright Act, but Paramount deliberately ignored this, thumbing its nose at the statute. This article was from 1983, California Magazine, told the story of Navy pilots in a remarkably vivid and cinematic fashion. This is what it says. They secured the rights to the article in 86, and I guess they've opted to recover the rights. And under the law... They can do that after 35 years. So this is very... I did not know this about copyright law. You have copyright. You have trademarks. You know, written works. Gosh, that that's a huge problem. Because for one thing, Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out two years ago. Which apparently would have come out the same year that this stuff would have taken place. They would have lost the rights to it. 
from what I used to know about copyrights, which now I, I need to update myself on, I knew that, I guess it must be different. I don't really understand how it could be really, really that different, because say I wrote a screenplay, and I sell it to a studio, okay? They own it now. They own the characters, they own everything. I get paid, done deal. I've signed a contract that stipulates that they have the rights to do spinoffs, sequels, all that stuff. I read an article the other day because I thought I was trying to refresh myself on this, and a lot of it sounded common sense. Like, say they come back with a Top Gun Maverick sequel, or Top Gun Maverick is a sequel, but say they come back with that, and the writer of that was not the original writer. Okay, then that person, they, they have no right to go back to get the rights to it. Because the, the person who wrote the original would have sold the rights, and now Paramount owns that. But if they got the original writer to come back, but if they got the original writer to come back, this is where it falls into common sense, then they would have to make a separate new contract to pay the new the the new material provided by the original author, which makes sense, because he at first wasn't going to write. We see this all the time with uh, Night at the Museum movies is a great example of that. The first two are written by Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garant from Reno 911. The third one wasn't. There are a lot of movies out there like this, but this is a great example because of three movies they did two of the three. They already negotiated the deal, so 20th Century Fox owns the characters. So now, Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant, they get a credit on there saying, based off the characters created by, and then their names. And this was an article. And this sounds like maybe a majority of these characters in the movie were created and written by the writer of the movie and not the article. But it's all based off that story. It, it, this is very complicated because it's not... I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. I can only assume that they do take some characters from the original. Some can't come back, but some can. Some deliberately didn't come back because they didn't want them. It's, not a, it's, it's like a direct sequel, but they don't own the characters. They own the story. But I did not know the part where they tried to reacquire the story. And even if they did that, I would have to say Paramount, as much as I don't really like standing up for studios, they didn't have to get the rights. I mean, they act like Paramount deliberately didn't. Obviously, the difference is these this family is not getting paid whatever they were getting paid for the previous movie. They just outright make this sequel. I don't know. I don't know which way to go on that because... You'd really have to fight for your case. It's their story. They try to reacquire the rights. They can't reacquire the rights until after 35 years, which is an interesting stipulation because a lot of times 50 years is applied to copyrighted works, I think, after the person has passed away, if he's an individual. I don't know. There are a lot of things in the public domain now. After years and years, Sherlock, 
became Sherlock Holmes became public domain. Winnie the Pooh became public domain. But there are certain characters in the book that were they were copyrighted under different laws I mean, at different times. So they're not in public domain. A Tigger, I think, is not. And in the way Disney acquired the rights to Winnie the Pooh, they own Winnie the Pooh how he looks like that. If anybody else wants to make anything else of Winnie the Pooh, they can. They just can't make it look like the way Disney made it. Does Paramount Plus need... Do they need to get the rights? It's more respectful and professional, but these days the studios are just... You know, they, they kind of got theirs, you know, on their end. Paramount's been through a lot. I don't know. Very, very interesting. Uh, but this, this other lawsuit... When I first read it, I was actually told about it from my sister Rosella. And even upon first hearing it, it makes you think, well, what took him so long to do this? Which is, could still be asked, but when the times are a change in the music industry, maybe, maybe this has somewhat of a, a um, technicality to it also. Singer... Mariah Carey has been sued over All I Want for Christmas is You. Now, this song's from 2011. So even if that that much time hasn't passed and it's taken this person this long to respond to it, a lot's happened the past three, four years in the music industry thanks to digital rights and digital streaming. So when you first hear about it, it's not what you think. It's all about this musician, Andy Stone. He is seeking at least $20 million in damages from Mariah Carey, her co-writer, and Sony Music Entertainment for copyright infringement and misappropriation. This guy, he performs as Vince Vance. They're part of a group called Vince Vance and the Valiants. He is stating that he's accusing them for illegally exploiting his popularity and unique style and caused confusion by recording the newer song without his permission. Now you probably think, how can Mariah Carey do something like this? Well, get ready to be on Mariah Carey's side. Because the songs have different lyrics and melodies. This person is suing over the name of the song. His song would play a lot, I guess, during the 1993 Christmas season and appeared on the Billboard charts. Okay? He's accusing Mariah Carey for taking that name and using his popularity to get the song out there further and make more money on it. And he claims that he never gave the rights to the name. Now you got to think, how many songs out there do you know have the same name? A lot of your songs try not to have the same name. Sometimes there's names of songs, there are names of movies. And either they do that coincidentally, or if it's a really well-known song, like, um, well, another Christmas movie, Last Christmas, with George Michael. That movie, they, they made a movie about it, which is, is based off a book, so they wrote the book, turned it into a movie. But in the movie, they're actually allowed to 
play the music by George Michael. They obviously got the rights to do all that because they used Last Christmas, they used several other music by George Michael. So that all got cleared. So this guy's stance, once again, when something like this happens, I put myself in the position. Like when I defended the TikTok girl. I made my whole defense based off the fact, what if that was me? Well, come to find out, I am kind of in a similar situation with a show I created years ago. Not as the same name. My name actually tries to sound like another show. Curb Your Vampirism tries to be like Curb Your Enthusiasm. as a play on words. And I deliberately didn't want to use the words curb to steal from them. I wanted it kind of like an homage without bluntly just taking it from them. You know what? Worst case scenario, Larry David is mad at me and wants to meet me and have a discussion about it or something. Or I'm in court and I get to meet my favorite people. But that's based off, (laughs) once again, story. You know, we go back to the copyrighted story. I can't do anything. I am in no position to really do anything. My show, Curvy Vampirism, is a vampire documentary. A reality show. We more pushed reality show because a lot of your reality shows don't really say they're documentaries. They just come out and say reality shows. But it would kind of be like people are going around their documenting their life, but they're piecing together in this fashion. That's what our show wanted to be like. And then this other show years later comes about that sounds exactly like what we did. I can't do anything about it. This guy is kind of in a similar situation except he thinks that she stole this name. I can't really find where that's true, where that's come about. Like say... Yeah, I really like that title, All I Want for Christmas is You. I like that title. I'm not going to take your lyrics. I'm not going to take your music. I want that title. So he's thinking, this country singer, is thinking that Mariah Carey used the name without permission and somehow skyrocketed because this, this is a popular song. Really? I... Has anybody ever heard of this? This this is when I wish I was doing this this show live. Yeah, maybe I should do like a, a copyright opinionated show live to really get everybody's feedback on when they when they see something and go, oh, that reminds me of something. That reminds me of something. That you know, do they steal that? You know, my my mom always asks, Do they have to get the permission to do that? Do they have to get the permission to do that? The flat out answer should always be yes. It's unprofessional to not get the permission. Weird Al Yankovic writes parody songs off popular music. He changes the words, obviously, and he plays around with the music, makes it accordion and stuff. He, he does not actually have to get permission from the people because under parody law, he could do it every once. But it's personal to him to kind of get their blessing of what he's doing. So it all sounds like it's we're all on the same page. So whatever the situation is Mariah Carey, 
She has this song. She wants that name. That name already belongs to a popular song, which I've never heard. I guess I could hear it, but I don't know. Is it worth it? I've never heard of this stuff. And that's another problem. And this is when it falls back to my situation and why I don't. It it infuriates me. As much as it infuriates me, and there's nothing I can do about it, people are always going to go with the name that they know. It's just so. If I were to fight those guys on, hey, you stole my idea, or you marketed your idea based off how I marketed my idea, and because not enough people were backing me, this looks like I'm just trying to get popular. So it, it really is a catch-22. And coincidentally, there are some things with the former president guy. The rights to his the song Money, Money, Money. He did not want to pay the rights to use it. He didn't understand to pay the rights to use that song. Ed Sheeran has been in trouble for not getting permission to just... He just bluntly steals the music. And these days with Spotify, they act like the money is really up there in Spotify plays. And he's seeking damages because her song is getting more plays. Same song. Same title. But you would think... I'd be very curious to actually know the numbers. Maybe his song is getting played. Not as played as much as Mariah Carey's, but I bet that his song could somehow be on the top list. If he if he claims his song is so good, you know, so popular, but then 2011 comes along. We're talking from 93 to 2011. Where is that All I Want for Christmas? Okay, so I just heard the original Vince Vance and the Valiant song. And, um, yeah. I don't know how that could be a popular song. Uh, and then one of the top comments I see right now off this, this is even an official channel. So much it says, they should play this more often than Mariah Carey's song. I'm not a fan of Mariah Carey particularly, but... I say no to that comment, like, at the hardest I could ever say a no. Uh, something like that. I wish I could play that song. What happened if I did play that song? That guy who's suing Mariah Carey for not, for her getting more popular than his song and, and, and stealing his popularity, if I were to play that, he would go after me for playing his song. He should actually be so lucky. I was just thinking about another Christmas song can't remember the lyrics, but it's from Elmo Saves Christmas, and I I want I think it's um, Big Bird sings, oh, all I want for Christmas is you, all I want for Christmas is you. See, these three songs, I don't know what that one's called from Elmo Saves Christmas. I think it should be called, all I want for Christmas is you, but obviously it's not the lyrics of this Andy Stone guy, and it's definitely not the lyrics of Mariah Carey. But these three songs, they all take the words 
all I want for Christmas is you, and they use it in a different enunciation. They're all different enunciations of that same phrase. Why isn't the guy going after the Sesame Street people? For obvious reasons, it is because Mariah Carey's song does get more airplay. But I'm very curious to know the numbers on Spotify if his song does get hits. And if his song does make money. And yes, his song's probably not making as much money as hers. But they're different perspectives. You know, if she were to upright... This is different than the Top Gun thing. If she were to just outright steal the song and steal the angle to which the original... Like, she's not taking the lyrics and she's not taking the melody. But say that All I Want For Christmas Is You had the same kind of meaning. I don't think they do. It, it's, it, it's, it's two different stories. Ah, it's complicated. I just found that fascinating. I mean, once my sister said that, I was like, what's taken him so many years? I just didn't know it was 11. What's taken him so many years to finally go, I'm going to sue on that. You know, I'm the one who wrote All I Want For Christmas Is You. And then just to find out it's just the title, I don't think there's much you can do. Is he, oh, he says, oh, he didn't get permission. Didn't get permission to, to take my song and make it popular. Like I said, and a fan Mariah Carey, but that song is a top Christmas song. And it instantly became one of the most recent modern classic hits the past 10 years. I can see why he'd be mad about it, but guys, country music, it's a 50-50 shot of it, if it working with anybody. Like I said, I wish I could play it. If I could play it, you'd probably beg me to stop playing it. Whereas Mariah Carey, they, they play it all the time. They play it, they play it during Thanksgiving to get boosted for the Christmas season. But yeah, I, you know, it's very interesting how I did think of the MOSA's Christmas thing. I gotta tweet that. I actually have something to tweet. If somebody hasn't already beat me to it. Gosh, copyrights and trademarks are very interesting because you just think all the things you see, thousands and thousands of patents. I mean, uh, my family and I watch Shark Tank a lot. And one of the most important things they immediately ask is, do you have the patent? That's the idea. You have your idea. Is your idea so great that, yeah, somebody's going to rip it off, but don't you have it protected that somebody can't easily rip it off? And then you might have an idea that is so popular and can be adaptable to licenses. Which means now you're getting the rights from these companies like Marvel and DC. And Dr. Pepper puts their stuff on a lot of things like Dr. Pepper lipstick, Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. Somehow they oversell to, get, to really license out their you know, flavoring. Not everybody does that. You just can't pick up anything and it's like everywhere. Dr. Pepper, for some reason, is everywhere. I mean, these days, we've had the internet for, you know, how long? You think of an idea, you Google it. You, you make sure that it doesn't exist. You know, there are a lot of things. And I had more time to prepare for this. I, I would love to think of all the books and movies and songs that share the same titles. And coincidentally, this doesn't really have anything to really do with what I'm saying. It, it does in a way. I saw this video the other day 
of this guy explaining about these set of horror movies. And oddly enough, his point of this horror series, there was like four of them. But the third one somehow doesn't get counted as part of the third movie in the set in America. But in another country, some of those movies in that series count as Evil Dead movies. And I'm also saying this to lead up to the fact that this horror series is called House. Not The House. House. House 2, House 3, House 4. And then I guess in the, in the third and fourth ones, they, they start having different titles. But House is also a TV show on Fox, or was on Fox. So it's just amazing all the ideas out there when people think, gosh, that idea sounds like something I've heard of. And sometimes they deliberately do it to make it sound like something that's already out there, to, to get that, to get that counted. So when you look it up, that pops up too. I don't know. I think the guy has a real big case to... I mean, is the guy saying that his song should be more popular than Mariah Carey? Again, reflecting back to myself, I'm in a position where the other show that rivals my show is more popular. And I'm not going to have a whole lot of people on my side to defend me saying they stole my idea or... I don't want to say they stole my idea because it, it that that in itself is technical. But the way they came out and then they turned into a series and then I made a mistake of actually tweeting to the person who's the star of the show. So now I don't know if I tipped it off and I don't know. It's all sometimes it all goes into conspiracy theories. When I get into talking about my stuff, my my own stuff, I think that's just something we have built inside ourselves as a defense mechanism. It's hard to prove that somebody took your idea. Hard to prove that. Gosh, even the telephone went through some stuff. I, I watched a movie called um, uh, Edison and Lighthouse: The Current War. You know. Electricity and telephones. Years ago, that everybody was taking credit for different things. But now fast forward to the technology that we have available now. It's harder and harder. For one thing, it's harder and harder to come up with a more original idea. Because somebody's going to say, that reminds me of. And I don't know, it's, it's hard to be on that guy's side but also see myself on that, where I wouldn't have anybody. You know, if I say I'm on my carry side, in my situation, they they'd be with the other show. So I I don't do anything, because I'm smart enough to know, maybe the show is different. Maybe I, I talk to different people, and as long as I get a sense from a few people that they, because with an idea. Not everybody's going to like an idea, but enough are going to be on board to make it seem like everybody likes it. And if I don't have that popularity, 
surrounding my show. I have at least a few people in my life that know what value I did put into what I did, and they just happen to not be such a huge fan of that other thing. So they value me more. And I think that's what it comes down to is value. So I, I guess I feel sorry for the guy. But it's a country song. I don't know. Very hard to defend. But it's not easy. I'd be more on his side if there's more factors involved. I just It just shows you that that's all it took is to just have the title. You know, so many other... Like as, I, as I mentioned, so many other musicians battle far worse things where it just uh, their music would just be outright stolen and used in other songs and not get the permission at all. But this puts it on a whole other level. I'd be very interested in knowing if there's anything else like this out there. Lawsuits, they're fascinating things. I hope not to be in one someday. You know, you just go about your business and just... I'd like to think that I'll have the feeling that if somebody ever to sue me and say I stole their idea, I know the kind of person that I am. And I just had to say, well, I guess I'm going to have to stop this, this whatever. I'll stop the show. Or it's going to be hard to prove that I didn't do it intentionally. So, yeah. A lot of interesting things to talk about on that. It's really fascinating. I thought the Top Gun thing was harder. I, I thought the, I thought the Top Gun thing was easier, but it actually is more complicated. I didn't know the stipulation of 35 years. Good luck to them on that. Now they probably regret selling it at all. Because now years later when you make the sequel, people are either going to like it or they're not. And most people seem to like it, or they're, they're part of the crowd that wants to be part of the popular crowd, so they like it. I don't know. I'm not a full Top Gun fan, but, yeah. Know what you're doing out there when you create characters or you write stories. Where you choose to upload these stories. I mean, once you upload them on the internet, I mean, the Fifty Shades of Grey thing is, like, supposed to be mostly kind of like like um, Twilight, I think, or something. I don't know. See, somebody took something that didn't belong to them, they tweak it, and they, and they try to make it their own. I don't know. It just... We all want to make it seem like we have a good idea. But we also... Like, a, like a, a, a defense mechanism, we're so inclined to say, I said that. I did that first. I'm the one. And... That may not always be the case. It's hard to prove. But I, I'm trying to be honest with everything that I've done in my life. If anything has ever looked like something, it has deliberately looked like that. In my Christmas specials, when I designed the elves, they're designed to look like characters that I grew up with. And I will own up to that. I will not claim, of all those things, I will not claim that I originally came up with that stuff. It all comes down to money. That's kind of one of my fears. It's coming up with a really great idea. And my luck, somebody already has that idea. 
but they're not going to attack me. They're not going to come out at me until my thing is really popular and successful, and then they get taken down. So I watch every day where I'm going to put stuff. I'm trying to see what works and what doesn't. I don't trust a lot of platforms. I will be starting my Rizzle series soon because I'm only intrigued by them because they have this thing built into it where if I did over 30 videos a month, I could get some kind of support system going. I don't want to have to rely on that support system. I mainly want to use that platform to see if my numbers can go up in terms of people who can see what I do. There's another app that I was considering. I don't know. And I'm also deciding to develop my own platform, which would be really hard. But if utilized in the right way, like I said, I've been wanting to do a show on platforms. We'll talk about that, the numbers, the followers on each thing. We'll talk about when somebody has an idea for an app that sounds like another app. You know, that also can get into rights management. All this stuff is all related. All this stuff. Every day, you may not think about it, every, every day is copyrights and rights management. You know, you're using items in your house that were patented, that were patented by people. You're eating brands that they had worked hard to own that brand, to be that trusted brand. Every day is rights management. Every day we, we, we see it. But every once in a while, somebody just has the, you know, the, this, this feeling in them where they, they can't take it anymore. They've got to say something. And, and, they, and then we don't know what the guy's life is. Does this completely change his life and ruin him? Maybe he's entitled to a little something? $20 million? I don't know. But at least something. You know, at least some kind of merging of Mariah Carey and this guy to make it all look presentable. So Christmas is going to be interesting this year. Which All I Want for Christmas is You will you be listening to? I think that's it for right now. Um, get another show because this weekend I'll be hopefully getting to see Jurassic World Dominion. Fans are split on that, but I, I think it seems to be more people are in on it. They, they really like it. So I will go with those people. And the week after that is Lightyear. So I hope I get to see that. I will be planning on doing a show on Lightyear because I have, I found out some interesting facts of behind the scenes of Lightyear. So yeah, next show will probably be about Jurassic World and getting excited about Lightyear. So I thank you for listening thus far. Don't forget to subscribe, if you already haven't, to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker.fm, Spotify. Take care, buddy. See you later. Bye.